This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, what's up, everyone? How are you guys doing? Welcome to a special edition right now of insane throttle biker news we have guest right now it is wild on twos my partner in crime hey come amigo and of course we have little dave on today uh, it's going to be a special segment. Little Dave has agreed to answer all the tough questions as well as the tough follow-ups. And he will be uh, presenting uh, something very interesting uh, that I caught off the American Cholo interview. And that was some paperwork. And as everybody knows, I'm pretty uh, big on you know, stuff happened in the scene with somebody informing on another. Everybody knows my work on the Freddie Angelo case with the, the Pagans and as well as Rooster Katona. Uh, so it's going to be a very interesting thing. We're going to let uh, Dave present his side of the story. And then later on, uh, we'll get into the question and answer type of deal. And uh, let's have some fun. Let's get this interview going. Let's pop it, baby. You are on, Dave. Go for it. You said David present. No pun intended, right? <laughs> Bobby D presents. Uh -huh. No. Now, who are we talking about with uh, you're bringing up something about a Bobby D and you're going to be going over paperwork. By the way, guys, there is a link. In the description box of this YouTube channel or this YouTube, you can download the paperwork for yourselves and go over it while Dave is. Yeah, this paperwork's pretty damning. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not coming on here to, to snivel or beat a dead horse, but we couldn't really elaborate on everything that day. There was just too much to cover um, in on American Cholo. So we're doing a recap and elaborating on the 11 or uh, actually 11 page, 12 pages of uh, uh, federal agent memorandums. And now we have the charging indictment, which names money, everything matches to the memorandum that the uh, that uh, Bobby D uh, cooperated on. And what I like that you did and went the extra mile is to put it on the screen as a PDF file. And people could go over it while we're doing it. And, uh, you know, just this is real shit, man. Unfortunately, uh, well, the reason why I want you guys to be able to download the paperwork, it's something physical in your hands uh, right. on the American Cholo uh, deal. It what you guys weren't able to see it. Right. So we did our homework and we basically uh, put it on. So people could check it out and see for themselves that this is not fake paperwork because that hasn't even came into question. However, proof is here, black and white, 11 pages of, of memorandum notes and another 11 pages of uh, the charging indictment, the three counts. You know, this individual uh, unfortunately went to prison over it. And this dude's out here, you know, like 
every day walking around like nothing like he didn't do anything wrong but uh mm. the paperwork speaks volumes speaks for itself you know i'm not i don't want to keep throwing my club out there this is a, a isolated issue right here that we're dealing with right now and the club really needs to deal with it and they're just being complicit still and i don't know why maybe they don't want to give me the satisfaction or whatever i really don't give a fuck about the satisfaction they're just like this is the guy that actually went above and beyond and and didn't handle shit the way it needed to be handled and now that the paperwork's out on him you know obviously the light gets everything gets brought to the light you know what i mean so why is it important uh for those that are new to something like this why is paperwork so important in uh an mc it's it's important not just on the mc in the prison system when you're on the streets it's a code of the streets you just don't rat and you know for us that paperwork it validates what we're trying to accomplish is expose somebody uh who paints himself to be this hardcore dude part of the club but yet he hides behind the patch and uh burns investors and everything else in the process and lawsuits are coming down the pipe it's inevitable there's judgments and liens against him and just pulling his covers for, for the person he really is he puts on this facade that he's a big money maker concert promoter and you know what i knew that dude when he didn't have nothing really and he was just coming up the ranks doing that promoting thing and you know a lot of people have helped him climb the ladder and he's burned them in the process we're just exposing you know who he really is and his character now, is this, this is is this why you believe that uh you were kicked uh out of the club yeah he had an agenda obviously a hidden one um everybody always told me to look out for him but you know I always give my brothers the benefit of the doubt or if something look, don't look right and you know just everybody seen him for what he was and i'm just always just yeah, i was always so busy with the club you know what i mean taking care of stuff with the court and everything else in between but you know a lot of people seen for what he was and i guess i didn't see it i, I must have just passed you know overlooked shit and you mm. know and i got burned i got burned in the process you know they were trying to climb the ladder you know you got people envious of you on the side and this is what what ended up this was the result of it mm. but you know okay, now that well, i have this paperwork let's expose them let's get uh going with this paperwork and uh we'll get uh questions from myself and uh wild on twos right after you present go ahead okay well do you want to go ahead and, and 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 just your findings and what you think on how it is because i i mean we could sit here and read 12 pages we'll be here all night another 12 on the charging indictment so uh basically uh what i see here was an interview with the department of treasury the internal okay. revenue service uh, criminal investigation uh the participants in these notes was uh uh bobby d he was a witness uh then you had the special agents uh adrian yepes and richard Nottis and they were doing an investigation on another person that um i'm not going to mention his name and that if you guys want to you go ahead and download the paperwork and basically what this had to do with was this person was not paying their taxes and i think it was from 17 to 19 if i was if i'm correct that he wasn't paying taxes, so yeah. he was passing checks and getting back the money. And what happened was uh, Bobby D 
was doing the cash checking for him and hand him his money and basically, you know, giving the rundown on, you know, what was going on. You know, there was $667,000 in checks. Uh, Originally, this guy was doing an investment in his business. And it looks kind of like a straight-up thing was happening as far as investments are concerned. Uh, there, you know, the radio billboard expenses were part of the in, uh, investments into this. Uh, and this is uh, through uh, Platinum Medical. And again, it doesn't look, you know, his personal income he wasn't paying taxes on and they were trying to figure out what was happening and where the investments in the company were, uh, where, you know, the checks were being cashed. And basically they, they have, uh, they issued a grand jury notice, uh, basically a witness in, uh, the case. Right. That's basically it in a nutshell was like a sloppy money laundering scheme. That probably would have went. We had more charges, but you know, tax evasion is the easiest thing to to get people on, as you know, and uh, hit their pocketbook and uh, confiscate whatever money, houses, or cars, or whatever that they have as part of the uh, forfeiture part of it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Now, my so, question to you is: Is this guy in prison? Yeah, he just got. Well, he's been out for a while. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's out. He's out. I believe he he's out of prison. Yeah, he's out of prison. I haven't talked to him personally. Um, however, uh, you know, like I said, it fell on my lap and we just started doing some legwork on it and investigating and, and finding mm-hmm. out all this information. You know, a lot of it's public knowledge, public records on the internet. And that was the right. easiest part, actually, with the case. You got number. it. You got it through yeah. pace. Now, Pacer, for those that know, yeah, some uh, of it, yeah, it's a government thing. Myself, I use LexisNexis to do all my research. Yeah, that's uh, so I can find one. all this type of stuff. Uh, but the question is, to you, do you know if this case is still ongoing or if it's over? There was a second, like superseding indictment they were trying to pursue, but because it was from this related case it was dismissed and i have that case number as well Well, it's all part of it it was a big money scheme a lot of people were involved there was other co-defendants that were severed from this case mm. in order to you know they that's what you kind of want to do sometimes you you don't want to sit there in the court with another co-defendant you try to sever your case especially in the feds right so and that's what happened in this case but just for the record like uh make no mistake about it if 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 bobby d did not cooperate um, you know, they wouldn't have been able to connect the dots, so to speak. And mm. they did it with his testimony. I mean, you, you read the paperwork. He met with the feds at least two or three occasions. Then they subpoenaed him to the grand jury, which then he went to the grand jury. I mean, fuck. I mean, like I said in the other podcast, I was like, look, like if I ever have to talk to the cops or something happens, I'm going to take one of my club brothers there or my lawyer. And then mm. they'll direct me from there. You can't take a lawyer to the grand jury. You, you just can't. So you just right. got to go on your own. Everything was voluntary to basically distance himself from this and get away from what he actually was a part of the scheme. And 
from the paperwork that you read, he was heavily involved. And mm. there was another individual that was involved as well, and it was his dad. And you know mm. that on the paperwork, his dad's all over the paperwork too. Yeah, that so, is in uh, the paperwork. The estimated uh, checks that were given out yeah. was about 10, 10 checks. Uh, now, according to the notes, it was to pay him back for investments in the company. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Natus, that was the agent, asked if Tony and Varden would give the same explanation regarding the checks written to Bobby D. Presents, TCB, BPT, uh, BDP. Drislin Jr. said he was 100% uh, sure all the money paid was for an investment in Bobby D.'s concerts. Uh, There's quite a bit of money that was paid uh, to Bobby D.'s uh, deal. So could this have turned out to be an investment? An you investment type deal where he's using uh, Bobby D.'s company as uh, the hook? Exactly. Exactly. To wash the money. Typical laundry money, um, uh, money laundering scheme. Mm. It's evident by the paperwork that's where it's at. I mean, that's what they were doing. That's mm. what he was doing. And, you know, it's, it, it's, it's sad that he's trying to downplay this. Like, oh, it's just some white dude. It's an IRS issue. It ain't an IRS issue. This was a criminal investigation. And the Fed seeked him out and he cooperated. And he mm. cooperated on many occasions. And, you know, he, he, he admits he, he, he admits in the paperwork and now paid. Okay. Yes. I had, I have IRS issues myself. I haven't paid taxes in who knows how long. And, you know, he just tried to downplay the whole thing and, you know, mm -hmm. divert anything that he had coming. Now, when you say downplay, was he downplaying it to the club yeah, or... since since the paperwork came out, he sent several. Well, the first night it came out, he sent a text, and I sent it to you, uh, to the club, downplaying everything, including the defendant's phone number, saying that they were best friends still. And bro, anybody rats on me, you're not my fucking friend. Mm -hmm. Anybody who takes money and doesn't pay it back, you ain't my friend. So he just tried to downplay it to the club. So. He wouldn't be in the spotlight that he is, but bottom line, paperwork is everything on the streets and prison. You carry it. And now, what if, now what if people come back to you and say, well, you're presenting all this on him. Wouldn't that be considered? Because I know that's what's going to be said. Uh, so my audience understands. They're going to say, well, ain't you snitching on him right now? Yeah, that was nah, my question. Nah, it ain't dry snitching, it ain't snitching. I'm fucking present, presenting paperwork that's public record. It's an eye for an eye right now. What he did to me was disgusting and disrespectful, and I didn't have that coming. And he hmm. made it seem to everyone in my club that I was a fucking rat. I was the one cooperating per the video. But he went above and beyond that and send, sending that video to everybody, like other people across the state, trying to get people like yourself, you know, or anybody who would listen, uh, some type of uh, rise to, to, to try to bury me with, with nothing other than a video, a paperwork. I didn't, I didn't take the stand. So for anybody mm. to think I'm dry snitching or something, 
Come on, it's not the way it works. I'm just presenting it like a journalist would. Well, it's because nah. it's me. He attacked me personally when he did that, the way he handled it. Mm -hmm. Now and that's why he... the club has been put in the fucking light it's been in. Uh, did he take the stand in this or was it just grand jury? Because grand he, jury. He went to the grand jury. He went to the grand jury. He didn't take the stand because uh, the defendant took a deal. And when you take a deal, there's, you know, who, who takes a fucking deal with the feds? They have a 98% prediction rate. You take it to the box, you get tripped all the time. Do, so you, uh, do you have a case number on this? Let yeah, me see. It's on the paper. Case number. I want to see Forward. the. Uh... Yeah. All right. The case number is 20 CR 00031. Okay, let me pull. And it's a in. charging indictment, United States of America. And show his plaintiff and the defendant um, okay. on the case. And what I'm is, seeing right now is mo because I looked up the case number. I'm seeing the motions are in, but the conclusion of the case hasn't uh, went yet. There was a related case, is why. And he okay. was going to take it. It was going to be a trial. That's another case number in itself. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's a little bit confusing. But yeah, that, that second case isn't. If you read the third page, I have another. Uh, the, the other stuff that I got off page, the other case number on the third page, it says that they dismissed it because of a related case, which was to this one here. To that one right there. So it's yeah, still. Yes, sir. It's still yeah, in the court. Still, there's other stuff in the back background. Maybe he's still cooperating, is what I'm thinking. Mm. Um, there's two other defendants that their cases, I believe, are still pending. Yeah. So I can't speak on it because I don't have paperwork on that. Now, yet. when you're but talking about cooperating, which one are you talking about cooperating? No, no, I'm talking about Bobby D cooperating. Again, the other two guys you see at the end, there was mm. two uh, other names mentioned, Barton and Anthony. They're the other ones that okay. were involved. With uh, what I can tell you from my research, uh, the one that was involved in what you're talking about, it, the one that's current case is going on right now, uh, this yeah. had to do with uh, a healthcare marketer who was affiliated with Pacific right. Hospital tri-city regional medical who pleaded guilty uh before a judge to conspiracy to commit fraud uh again i'm not mentioning this guy's name because i yeah not after what i'm about to read uh all five defendants agreed to cooperate with the government's ongoing investigation dubbed operation spinal tap or cap into the kickback schemes, which involved dozens of surgeons, orthopedic uh, specialists, chiropractors, marketers, and other professionals. So this was the first case where he got sentenced to uh, five years. Then he came out, and it looks like that's the case now that you're talking about. Right. It's there was a lot of sh there was a lot of shit going on. And Bobby D knew all about it. He sits there and plays it down, and he was a big part of it. It's evident by the paperwork, right? the The paperwork is there, and hopefully, again, uh, those that are joining us, there's a download link right there. You can download it, look at the paperwork yourself, and you can get a, a kind of an idea of what we're talking about right now, and the importance of what the case is being presented now is. Dave claims that Bobby D, 
used a video to get him kicked out of the club. And on the mention of the video, which I think it's very important uh, to talk about uh, because you said he used that video to get you out and you right. and you believe that it's because he he used that be, so you wouldn't find out about this paperwork am i on the right track here yeah more or less yeah he he knew eventually it was coming up and i think he had a feeling um it just timing and chance that, that i was having problems with obviously family issues at home and dealing with the old lady and and obviously he used that but He's just, he's, he's one step ahead of everybody at times. Um, so he thinks, but he likes to, he's a master manipulator and likes to keep people off balance. And that's, right. that's, that's just typical Bobby D. He's like a fucking shoe salesman or car sale, a used car salesman. And mm. uh, he just, he uses people's uh, vulnerabilities, like needing, like, you know, this brother needs that from him or this, you know, just, or, or concert tickets. Like he uses that to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you brought up the tape. You said you, you, you were at your weakest point, and I can understand alcohol and drug uh, yeah. abuse and stuff because that's real hard for people to uh, go through. But the video that was, and I refuse to put it on there. I don't want that on my uh, platform and stuff. But it is uh, a serious allegation because you said it was put throughout your club to get you out. And as far as I know, and I'm wondering, yep. has the club put out anything about you being a rat from that video? Nah, that shit has been squashed. It's, that shit's fucking a rap game mm. over. That's done. Then they're not going to push it because they ain't got paperwork and they know they ain't got right. So at this point, it's just, it's a fucking whose dick's bigger than whose contest, and they're going to stick to their guns and keep the fucking shit going, mm. and, you know, whatever. Like I said, I don't want to air out dirty laundry. Right. I'm moving forward, you know, because the club as a whole is great. It's mm. just the cabinet. And I know the brothers are a little upset. Oh, he's going on podcast, putting our business out there. But when you're not giving me a platform to speak or an outlet in order to let's do this in-house, see, this all was taken way out of context if they would have just called me and said hey dave you know we got a video let's let's talk about it because you're talking about the current administration was my administration that just stepped up so they would have handled it right from the gate we wouldn't be discussing we wouldn't be here on american troll or insane throttle putting the club's business out mm -hmm. they're failing to see that I have to cover me, do me as far as uh, uh, take the heat off of me, basically, because I had a target on my head for the first two weeks of this whole thing when it kicked off. Mm. They were making me look yeah, like a fucking I, gonna, I never took the fucking stand. I never went to trial for anything. I was, other say, I, know, I was just going to say, because you, you mentioned earlier about an eye for an eye, and I, you, know, you know, we all have opinions about that, right? About dry, you know, snitching, and uh, uh, some people may see rat for a rat or something like that. Uh, but do you really think um, I'm trying to look back? I'm trying to think as a third person that coming on to a public uh, stage, trust me, contenters like us and everything, we like putting out there, put platforms and stuff. But do you think you're helping yourself uh, going to the public? And it seems like against your club, even though I know you say you love the club, 
and uh, and you still want to be maybe come back and retire as a Mongol. Uh, do you think this is actually going to help you do that or your end goal? Or is this actually going to hurt you more? Bro, you broke up so ugly right now. Like I was in and out, but I got something about the club. I, I just I just want to clear my name. I don't want to hurt the club. This is, I, this is not my intention to hurt the club. This has been part of my life for 25 years. I would never die. I always look out for the club's best interest. Now, if you know my tenure in the club, just being the international president for 13 years, have you ever heard of shit like this going on on my fucking watch? Yeah, as far Nothing. as what? As far as any, any, and every now Okay, on the platforms and stuff like that is what you're talking about. Yeah, but no, nothing on my watch while I was an international P has none of, none, none, nothing like this has ever been out there because we, we don't air out our dirty laundry. We handle it in house. You get me? Well, yeah, most clubs uh, would handle it in house, but you, Thank you. you felt that since this was out in the public forum, that you had to clear your name on it and uh the allegation is bobby d used the video against you now my question right. about the video is as an international president which that was mongols are huge we gotta you know you gotta say it they're worldwide as an international president if you heard that video with somebody else what would your thoughts be my action first would to probably call a meeting within a day, get the individual in, and basically pick it apart and see what, what it was about. Mm. They didn't even give me that opportunity. They fucking called me on the phone, but which Bobby D called me on the phone, as I've said numerous times, and there's a lot of brothers that could corroborate that. He got me on the speakerphone and basically fucking told me to step down. I go, why would I step down? So that right there, I already knew where he was going with this and when i said oh, okay i see what you're doing trying to climb the ladder mm. politics right and the first thing out of his mouth was oh i told everybody in the room that you were going to say that come on bro it was all calculating mm. so it was a calculating uh deal on with his part yeah. fuck yeah i was fuck yeah i was and what i what i what i what i meant by saying it, on my watch, there has never been any type of situation like this aired out as far as the Mongols are concerned in the 13 years I was in office. Mm. Soon as they soon as they tried booting me, everything got aired out because, number one, you leaked the fucking video. You should have kept it in-house so we could figure it out. And uh, no, no, they did it. It was all calculating. and never thought it was going to go viral. Never thought because we look weak, and I understand that. But there's well, a lot of good. Yeah, but, you, uh, you know? I mean, but, yeah, but putting, uh, like you said, in your tenure, nothing happened. But if you were the, like I said, for me, as a third person looking at this as the you know national P, but then you come out, I mean, I know you're upset probably, but it, shouldn't you still lead by some type of example uh, rather than coming on a platform? And I know, but because we're not going to give you your patch back or put you, retire you as a monitor, no. as a public nation. Right. Okay. Good question. I have all my patches. They're behind me. The dirty ones too. So what's um, about dirty ones? I'm not. I just. <laughs> it's because because somebody made a fucking comment. Oh, his patches look new. He must have just bought them. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah. So I have all my. I have all my shit. I, I I'm a mongo to the day I die. I blasted all over me, and I gave him 25 good years. Everybody could snivel and say certain things about me that aren't true. They don't have no facts to back them. And at the end of the day, 
I, I, I feel like I am retired in good standing. It's just, it depends on who, who I run into. You get me? Mm. Who wants to push the, who wants to push the issue? Now but, they just, they had a uh, recent uh, meeting in Miami and I'll get back to that video thing. Uh, yeah. Did you tend to present your case to them? I, Why, like I said, I tried to reach out again to no avail and you know what? I didn't want to ruin their run and, and, and have them stay in a room and do it. I, you know, you would have thought people would have brought it up, but when they did, they got hushed up. So I don't know. I will, you know, if they want to handle it their way and take their time on it, ain't no problem. They didn't take their time on me. You know what I mean? So, and I got paperwork and paperwork's mm. everything. Now you said and they, this paperwork uh, is stood up, uh, to talk about this and a national meeting would have probably, you know, I don't know the inner workings of the Mongols, uh, but usually uh, when I, in my old club days and a national people stood up and talked, it didn't matter if they were national at a meeting, they were exactly, they're the, they're the same, uh, they're brothers. And I can't believe that a Mongol you know, a hardcore Mongol, we all know the reputation of the Mongols, why they wouldn't stand up to discuss this. It's called tyranny. That's why. Mm. And, you know, that's how they leveraged everybody just to keep their mouth shut. But it's not. If they want to wait and do it and they want to do it on a, just on a, a low key or whatever, however they're going to do it. I, don't, I can't speak for this cabinet because I don't even know this cabinet anymore. Um, I'm, I'm in disbelief to be really mm. honest with you and I can't even, I can't even believe we're at, at, at this point right now. Right. You know? Yeah. I was say, like yeah, I said, it, it's not the, no, sorry to it's not the club as a whole. You have a delay. No, go ahead. Like, yeah, no, no, I know you have a delay, but did you give it ample time? I know people's uh, emotions are probably involved, involved and it's been a few months, uh, just probably people asking the question, shouldn't you wait a little more and see if you could get it internally rather than going right back out to a platform? And I understand that you're probably upset and, uh, you know, really upset and feel betrayed or something. Uh, but if you gave me some time to actually, do you think you gave enough time? Yeah. No, the damage is done already and they ain't budging. So, um, like I said, I don't want to sit here and keep going on platforms and beating a dead horse, beating the same issue over and over again. That's why I'm. But this will all the, be the paper, last time. Go ahead. Yeah, this will. Yeah, this will be the last time, honestly, because I'm I'm tired of it. I, you know, what politics are politics, whichever way you look at it, whether it be biker politics or street politics, same shit. You know what I mean? It's just the same shit. Now uh, you just talked but, about street politics, and that's something that I. Uh, know real well from here in chicago when that video came out right see that's where i said the motorcycle clubs are not gangs like the federal government would have you to believe a street gang and i'm sure you'll right. agree with me uh there wouldn't be no court it would have been okay we heard what we heard in that video it's over with if you know what i mean Hello? Hello? His internet probably got slow because I know he has a little breakup of uh, internet earlier. So, Well, let's see if he, we're trying to get him back here. <laughs> At this point, I'll just uh, start singing for everybody. No, yeah, right? <laughs> can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. We can't see you. 
I know. It's my fucking internet, man. Oh, oh there you are. But anyway, because uh, you, you talk about the streets, uh, and if, so, you know, an OG or something like that seen that video, it wouldn't have been a good uh, outlook with that video uh, if a street gang. That's why I say the Mongols are not a biker gang, as they would be called, because it would have been handled a lot different. Uh, one of the questions uh, from American Cholo was why would John talk to your old lady? I have no idea about who said that. Well, that was one of the questions that was asked during the American Cholo interview. Uh, why would your old lady talk to John, which was... She has... She has no relationship to him at all. She would mm. never talk to him. If anybody had any corresponding with him, it would be myself because of my position in the club at court and everywhere mm. else with the property. So I don't know where that came. That came out of left field, to be really honest with you. You never, never heard that. They asked that on American uh, Cholo. He asked when? it on the uh, first one, uh, American Cholo. And the question was on the video was you said, haven't you talked? Didn't John tell you? So that's where no, people I are. Never, I never said. I never said that. You they never said that. Bit. I never. I fuck no. I didn't never say that. Well, I. I uh, well, that. Uh, that was what wild on from the first one. I think it was from the first one. The first yeah, one when they I, asked that. Yeah, I think so. I know I rewatched it. I, I hopefully I'm not getting them confused, but I think it was the first one. Yeah, the first I don't one. Know. I, I don't ever recall saying that. I never said that. Not out of my mouth. If they asked it, I never. My old lady has no okay. business or anything talking to John. What 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 would be the reason? Right. Well, let me, just play the, let me just play the clip real quick. That way, uh, you know, because I know you were in a state of mind that you weren't uh, there and you might, probably didn't remember, but here it is. I can't do it right now because we either just get off, okay, shit, yeah. right? David, okay, really Jack, quick, Jack, really quick. told me already, I have one year, one year. He's retiring, he's retiring. After one year, he's done. He can't protect me, he told me. So we have to have an answer strategy. He told me. I don't know if he told you that. David, okay. One year to okay, so with that. That was right there. Like I said, I don't know if you were, you didn't remember it, but, uh, he, you know, you asked her. I have no idea. You don't have no idea. No idea on the recording. No, no idea on me asking that. I don't remember. And, right. And, hey, Hollywood, who is that John guy? I just. Uh, that's. Uh, fuck. I mean, At first, no when I heard the video, I thought it was a club guy. <laughs> that's who I thought it was. Yeah, no, that, no, that's that's a dude, the case agent that's been working our case for 13 years. Okay, plus. can you tell us a little background on him? Because, you know, people, a lot of people don't Can know about the Mongols patch case, which they better. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The case has been in effect since the actual patch case has been since the indictment in 08. And then they re-indicted us, the club as a whole, in 2013. Mm -hmm. So this is the case agent that has been following the case all the way through since Doc Cavazos' 08. Mm-hmm. 
And so Dr. Right Basso, that was the president before and it's you. Our trademarks, yeah, the trademark that was issue. the one before you. Okay. Yes. I just want to give yes. the audience. Yeah, a yeah. he was the uh, president, national president. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was. So he, he, he's been the so case he's agent. A, so he's a Fed agent, right? You say. Yes, he's the okay. one we've been dealing with back and forth. The one that sat across from us in okay. court. The one that was releasing property about two weeks prior to that video. So that's mm. that's him. That's that's John Sacona, the case agent on our case. He works now. You were talking about how you went with a prospect to get. You know, I heard that story on uh, American Cholo about going and meeting them to get uh, property back. I think it was. Yes. Okay. Yes. We went to the ATF building in Glendale with our lawyer, uh, George Steele, our appellate attorney. Uh, mm. Like I said, anytime I have contact with law enforcement, you always want to bring the lawyer or, or uh, a brother. In this case, we had a prospect because he had the truck and there was like 13, 12, 13 box, boxes that we were picking up all property from the raids, mm -hmm. uh, everything that the that the judge ordered released back to the club. Right. So we were there for two hours signing off on everything. I signed off on I don't know, like a hundred pieces of paper, how to put dates. So we sat mm. out there chopping it up. The lawyer took a little time to get there. By the time he got there, we were there for a good twenty minutes, thirty minutes, and then we started doing it. But in the process, we just shooting shit, telling me what's been going mm -hmm. on and other cases that he's doing, just chopping it up like we normally did. I mean, it was corroborated by other trial lawyer when we were in court. I mean, you'd sit down and be waiting for the court to open up in the morning or at lunchtime, and, you you know, you just shoot the shit. It's a matter of respect, right. just being cordial. Now, you talk about uh, sitting, uh, talking cordial, and was it in court that you were talking with them, or was it somewhere else? We talked in court and we talked in uh, in the uh, Glendale uh, Fed building when we were picking up the stuff. We were in the like it's, it's called it's called a Sally Port. Okay. And you back your truck in. They come out with all the property. You have to sign off sheets. So that was the last contact I've ever had with. Okay. Uh, so that was the last contact because when I looked at uh, Lexus Nexus, uh, there was yeah. an incident where the judge pulled everybody into chambers uh, because I guess a jurist seen you guys talking or having coffee or something like that. And I wanted that <laughs> to get addressed. This is what happened. Everybody goes to the Starbucks in the morning. Everybody. It's on Ford Street, right next to the federal building. It's walking distance. Jurors, everybody goes. So the judge was worried that, hey, you know, we don't want the jury to be tainted. You guys are like just chopping it up or whatever. But the lawyer, everybody goes to that Starbucks early in the morning to get their coffee before we start court every morning. Now, was there, uh, uh, what, what do they call it, a uh, censorship or something like that from the judge no. where, where you guys told he, you can't talk? No, he just, look, it, it, when, we, when you're in court, in federal court, the jurors use the bathroom on the ninth floor. We have clear of the jurors. So we used to use the restroom on the 10th floor. So they separate everything and everyone, and they don't want you having contact or fraternizing with anybody as far as that's concerned. But 
as far as just chopping it up, I mean, I saw no problem in just, I mean, the lawyer was always there. There was another club brother with me most of the time too, but it just depended, you know, but mm -hmm. I don't, it was nothing out of, out of, out of line. Right. Well, I was just it's wondering, was, 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 did they eventually sequester the jury or no? No, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. The jury was always open. That was it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm just wondering, I, you know what, I'm asking the hard questions and the follow-ups. That way you're able to get your side out there. That way uh, people can't say, hey, little Dave's hiding, he's bullshitting. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get trying, it to where yeah, this goes away for you and it goes away for the club and everybody can get back and I just start talking about bitches again. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I want to get. I, you look at. I want to be done with this as much as you want to. I want to clear my name as far as anything concerned with being a, a cooperator or some type of informant, mm -hmm. bro. Like I said, I'll just reiterate that. I mean, my relationships with him is just above board. Being yeah. professional, being respectful. You know, he's. Let me tell you something about that guy. He's he's been cordial to the club. I know he's doing his job. But every time he came to one of our functions, one of our rallies, one of our parties, he would pull up in his truck and shoot the breeze with a lot of the brothers. Mm. Mess with the prospect. You know what? He likes a mind fuck. Who gives a fuck his job? But we, our, our job well, is that's kind of what they do with the outfit here. In and I've, I've always kept the... That's what they, they do, do with the, the outfit. Here. Well, the mob is what the, we call them outfit here or the syndicate. Oh, and uh, that's what they do, the cordial, I mean, stuff like that, until they have to bust you. Uh, going back to 2008 with Doc, how long were they yeah. investigating the Mongols before they finally uh, did Operation Black Rain? So Black Rain, the whole investigation was about a three-year invest undercover investigation. So, you know, I wasn't heavily involved. I guess I was a member, but really didn't do anything politicking wise or mm. how I was like a chapter VP at the time. And that uh, yeah, basically, I think they hung around for like a year. And then I guess somebody had caught a case. Well, I know somebody had caught a case and didn't want to take his medicine. And it was a fed beef. And he introduced the undercovers. And that's how we got him in. And the that's how he got him in. And then from so there, yeah, they the were investigating the whole... to come in. Mm -hmm. So they were investigating the Doc. As a, whole. as a whole, they were investigating yes. Doc. But it wasn't until the indictments yes. came down that he was discovered to be an informant. Uh, Doc was never uh, discovered to be an informant. But he was a cooperator uh, mm. after Black Rain. He, he was one of the ones with his hands up, willing to talk and give up club secrets. So, I mean, he, probation recommended 30 years. He got 14 years. Right. And he just recently got out. So he cooperated. Mm. But unfortunately, a lot of brothers that did their medicine cooperated after the fact. But it was after the fact, after they got arrested. So I, I want to reiterate. The because there was a three-year. I want to reiterate uh, your position. There was always a lawyer or a club brother when you were with John. 100%. Always. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and that, for me, you're growing up and everything, right? I mean, I stayed away from prosecutors. I don't want to be uh, chit-chatting too much, man. So, I mean, from a third person, obviously, that's why people... I said from a third person, when I see someone talking to a prosecutor or someone from the other side, I mean, I know being cordial, but usually I just shut up. I don't... <laughs> I just give them a little chin, but, I, you know, of course, that's, you know, all subjective matter at this, you know, at this point and stuff, but but you said you right. had someone always around you, at least. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah, we never, we, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, there was, come on, bro, bro. My, 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 my dealings with him in court and stuff. I had attorneys around me all the time with him. It's just cordial shit. Just not fucking, hey, you know, give him a heads up. Hey, what's up? Whatever in the morning or, or afternoon. I wasn't fucking going to lunch or eating dinner with him. I was getting information. What information would I be exchanging? We're in the middle of a trial. A trial was already made. Mm-hmm. We were already fighting it. Do you think what, that, what, 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 what information am I going to give them? Do you think that's why uh, it was construed I know from video? I devil's advocate. That uh, people. I don't mm, know what it was construed. Right. From. Yeah, like I said, well, you're saying devil's advocate. I've never been given anybody a reason to think I was a cooperator. Yeah, no, like I said, is uh, like you said, devil's advocate. Mine is just from the viewers. That means you're breaking a- up. What'd you say? As a third person, like you said about devil's advocate, those are just thoughts that pop through my mind. And I'm just trying to think like what other people will be thinking in the comment section and while you're saying so, then it helps you in case you can say something differently or not, or not just stand by what you say. That's it. I like throwing things out there like when I like just. Yeah, no, no. Like. Mm. Now, was this the only time that the Mongols tried to put you out bad or was there any other problems in your tenure? Uh, that this guy would be doing this to you? No, I had problems. Uh, Doc kicked me out for two months, and Largo brought me back after two months because it was a fucking deal where, man, it was fucking again over chick shit. And <laughs> he didn't like me. They start the, His, war. They start yeah, the wars. It, were, you, were you suspended fuck, or yeah, they do. Ready or? You said you say you were put out bad before. Or no, or just... no, I was just suspended, and I came back. I was put out in June of 08, and then brought back August of 08. So it was two months. two months. Didn't again, didn't get my due process, didn't get my day in court. Same shit, and it was done. He had an axe to grind with me because I came in on the very day that Doc came in. Mm. So what me and him didn't see eye to eye on a lot okay. of issues. Yeah, I was gonna say hey, you and Doc. Hey, Dave, I was gonna say, is it getting dark where you're at? I don't know if you have a light there in the patio. You're pretty blacked out. Yeah. Hey, let me let me turn the light out. Let me, let me turn the light on. Usually, when you turn the lights down, you want a little sexy time. No, no, no. You don't want sexy time. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm on my I'm on my patio. I was gonna say we don't want no sexy time, man. <laughs> The girl, like, nah, 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 we're good, we're good. But yeah, that was <laughs> that. That was that's basically what happened. I mean, dude, I I came and helped out in a time where the club was doing really bad after the raids, <clears throat> and uh, you know, membership drop. You lost seventy nine brothers, and it was a tough deal. It was a tough time. Did you have no? You had no identity. They they took our trademarks. So yeah, I mean, I did a lot to get us back on our feet. Now you said you were a VP during Doc's time. How did you make it to national, uh, to the international P, 
uh, in that time period? Was it a vote? Uh, you know, for those that don't know how clubs work. Yeah, basically what happened, I've always been in a leadership role in the club. And I went from East LA, we opened up Boyle Heights chapter from there, we went to West Side chapter. And then I ended up in Mother. So I brokered a lot of chapters, was, piece of, was, was a president of chapters. And uh, when I went to prison and I got out, um, I went straight to Mother because my chapter got dissolved. So I had mm -hmm. been in Mother in and out, like most, most of my tenure in the club too. And then I started uh, basically not seeing eye to eye on issues with Doc, shit he was doing. I, wanna, I don't want to, that's a whole nother issue. That's a whole different and, thing. Yeah, and I really don't like even bringing that piece of shit trash up in public mm. anymore giving them any spotlights or anything but at the end of the day what he, what he did with black rain is caused the patch case exactly because there was a lot of drug dealing going on and just a lot of unscrupulous activity and we ended up that's that's why it's so important that but these new guys that come on board that's independent. Uh, the club was not doing it as an organized crime deal. Exactly. It was, it was individual. Exactly. I think yeah, that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. Very important. And a lot of, you know, a lot of guys, unfortunately, have used their patch for personal gain. And it's unfortunate. Not just with this club, with a lot of clubs. Mm. You know, this is a lesson to be learned. But yeah, I mean, I ended up in Harbor Chapter as a VP for about two and a half years. And then I went nomad. And mm. one nomad, because I kind of wanted to stay away from all the issues with the with the cabinet and whatever. And you know, I ended up fucking getting hit anyways by these dudes. And uh, he was I got thrown out on the same time with like three other guys. It was Roger Penny and another guy by the name of Snake. And it was quick. It was all members meeting. On the, oh, and Dave too. All right, meeting adjourned by. Boom. No question. No why. What. Nothing. Mm. Again, I got no, a raw deal, but I came back. You came back, and uh, it was reversed from out bad to good. On the, on the same day that they brought me back at the house lounge, August 2008, they threw Doc out first, and then they brought me back in the same breath. So okay. it was bittersweet, you get me? Now, did Doc uh, make that move because the perceived notion in that video uh, – I don't know if it was, I forget what the frick it was, that casino or whatever, where people said they seen you running and throwing a patch. Was that because of that? I, I didn't, no such thing. If you look at the timestamp at the bottom of that video, it's all edited. Trust me when I tell you this. I was that on was the phone all with the I just want to make sure I get yeah, this out. Yeah, it was all edited. Bro, look at the timestamp. The lawyers looked into it. They said I ran in a restroom. I was holding the elevator for brothers could get on so we could get out. I ended up getting arrested anyways. We all mm -hmm. got arrested. We were in handcuffs for probably about 14 hours in the banquet room. The mother mm -hmm. dudes from the other organization were in another banquet room. And then all like the witnesses and uh, innocent bystanders were in the third banquet room. Doc skated. Mm -hmm. Doc didn't get arrested in that. He didn't get arrested in that. Do Fuck you think no, it's at that point where he started cooperating with the, uh, the agencies? I I have no clue when he started cooperating. If he started cooperating after just about the arrest of Black Rain. From what I understand, he became a cooperator after the race. That's from what I understand. But I can't, I don't have legal paperwork or anything black and right. white that would right. say something different. I really don't. And I can't speak on something I don't have paperwork on. But he did not. He did not get uh, arrested, or he, 
or did he get arrested and released without charges, something like that? At Operation Black Rain? No, during that casino deal you just were talking. Oh no, about. no, he 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 left. He he left. He left that morning. He he was out, he out there. Him, mm -hmm. his son, his his uh, brother, like they all left. There was a lot of brothers that were able to get away or whatever. You know what it is, what it is. I I wasn't able to get away. I had a bunch oh. of brothers I got arrested with. I got arrested with TNT. And we were handcuffed together in a banker room for 14 hours while they ID'd us and went through everything. Now, you said you got arrested. Did any of those guys, because uh, I don't remember in the media, did they have any weapons on them, pistols, or any of that stuff when they were arrested and get cases from it? Yes. It's kind of like they did. I, I look at... I don't know too much about, I mean, I know a lot about that case, but I wasn't involved directly. You get me? That right. was way before my time as any national or international peer or anything. So that mm. was an O2. I didn't come on board as an international peer till like O9. So right. Well, I'm just that, trying to give some background is what I'm trying to do for everybody. Is so but everybody that was arrested, well, what happened was we were arrested and detained. And then they I photo ID'd us, everybody, and then they were letting us go one by one. Probably like the next day, seven at night. Mm. And we were we were there for a long time. And we went from I think zip ties to belly chains to and it was just ridiculous. Well, and, the reason why I asked that is because everybody knows I've been working on uh, Angelo's case. What happened to uh Conan? And Conan with the Pagans, uh, right. I believe, is a setup. You know, Conan's a hardcore, you know, yeah. I think I gravitate, I gravitate towards them type of guys because they were 90s based uh, guys. And them the guys I know. Uh, but Conan, he got picked up uh, for a gun and they charged him. Right. And and I guess he had a, you know, he worked out a deal where he got 10 years because uh, he was a felon. And yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how you feel about that as far as felons owning guns or whatever it is. Uh, I know you did a little time too, right? Yeah, I did a year for the feds. Something unrelated <laughs> before I was even a Mongol. Before and you were a Mongol. I took my, yeah, I got. Uh, my offense date, well, I was arrested in 2000, uh, 1993. The feds did a fucking delayed the line. The indictment, I was going get charged on my indictment so like five years later. It was getting mm -hmm. stale. You know, obviously, fucking, they didn't care. It wasn't that big of a deal, but um, it was a bad situation. But I took my medicine and people didn't go to jail. I didn't talk. Fucking, I took, I I like took it for everybody. So no, you I, I took so it for everybody. So you got arrested before you were with the Mongols, but during the Mongols, were you ever like arrested or charged with anything? Yeah, I caught like fucking DUI, some fucking just petty shit. I had mm. got into an incident in Palm Springs with some idiot fucking threw a beer at him. I got charged with that. I mean, I got arrested for that, but never charged. Um, mm. It's just statute of limitations. There was uh, the lady who got hit in the head with that fucking can of beer, which not even full, was the head of security there. And she just basically wanted an apology. She got with the brother. I don't want to mention names, but the brother knows who I'm no, talking about mean. out there in Coachella Valley. And all she so, wanted well, was I was just asking if you, were a, if you were a felon um, because there's rumors all over the fucking place. About me what? 
not being not serving time, not being a felon? Uh I'm a felon. My register number is one three nine three zero one one two for the feds. I released in ninety nine and got off parole three years later in 03. That's okay. I fell in ninety nine. I took my fucking medicine. I was at FCI Lone Park, thirty six hundred Guard Road. So Lone can you Park, guys California. please stop asking me that shit? You know, Jesus I Christ. I, <laughs> Dude, I'm not, I, I'm not I get I all kinds you, bro. of emails. <laughs> bro, <laughs> I know you're I know you're that. getting comments. I know you're getting comments from the haters and all this other shit. I'm not a fucking tough guy. I'm not trying to say I was this, I was that, bro. Come on. This is you're well, I think it's good because you're able to you're able to respond to all this and they don't see you yeah. hide. I'm not That's, hiding about anything. I live. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask something just because I see in the comments. What happened in Miami? Everybody said I don't know what's going. What's what's the deal with Miami? Is there something in Miami I'm, that people? Yeah, know? there was a national run. I really don't want to get into that because I just I'm not trying to drag my club anywhere. I think we're getting off base here, and you're asking me a lot of stuff, which I'm glad to ask, but. Are we done with the Bobby D issue? Because no, we're gonna turn right back around. To, we're gonna. That's when I'm giving them a chance because we're getting a lot of people in here, and I do want you guys to download that paperwork because uh, yeah. I got other pages I want to go over. But uh, you know, I just want to give the opportunity to have you answer some of this stuff. That way, it's gone. It's out. You already addressed it. When I come on a show, I can say, you know what? Little Dave answered this shit. Leave me alone. Because <laughs> I got, uh, yeah. before you came on, about a thousand emails. And look, uh, look I, I, no, well, I, the I, reason I, why I asked you if you're a felon was uh, there was an incident with a firearm and some whatever. And you, I was wondering if you were charged with that or wait, if it wait, was. Wait, wait, wait. What? What 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 issue with what firearm? I haven't been caught with firearm. I'm a, oh, I'm, I'm just a, you know I'm saying valid. what they uh, said uh, in one of the emails. Never. That okay? So Dude, that's addressed. Of, yeah, bro. Look at bro. I got busted. I uh, I got charged with assault with a deadly weapon in 05. I had two three brothers I could speak on this. I got arrested. I got charged. I took my shit. I ended up getting fucking disturbing the peace because everything gets chopped down after a year or two years. In California, you fight your case and you prolong it. Witnesses fall off. Witnesses fall off. They don't want to keep going to court. So, Eve, mm. bro, I can't help it if I got good lawyers. And I had the club lawyers, too. Ted Matthews was our ex-club lawyer. He's the one who represented me and a couple other brothers. Well, me personally and other people from his firm. Uh, represented right. the other brothers. Bro. I and believe was, it was uh, the Nicholas Strip Club or something like that. Bro, I didn't get... Okay, real quick. So they want to beat that issue. Let's bring it real quick because this is getting ridiculous. But look, we were doing a turkey drive in Montebello and we went to Nicholas. The The brother that was with me there got busted with some, with some drugs on him. We went to jail, me and him. They could corroborate the story. I didn't get busted with a strap. I don't even fucking own a strap, let alone fucking get busted. Well, I'm not stupid. I know what, what the repercussions of being that me be going to jail. And mm. I wouldn't do that. I'm not sloppy like that. I'm not sloppy like that. Come on. I have By the way, Mongols Nation, Mongols Nation GTA is not the official Mongols account in this uh, chat. Why don't you guys grow the fuck up? Anyway, go ahead. Anyways, so long of the short. We were in East LA Sheriff's Department in uh, East LA, and we were released about 11 o'clock. I called my Sarge, 
told them what happened. What are they going to charge you with? They didn't find nothing on me. They found someone on the brother. And okay. that brother could corroborate. I, I don't want to say no names. They know who he is. I was arrested right. with me that day. Now so let's get back I was with somebody to, uh, in the cell. Uh, you guys should have enough uh, opportunity to look at this paperwork. Again, it is in the description box. Uh, now, just to recap with little Dave, he said that it's this reason why they pushed him out and used that video against him. Again, you'll have to look somewhere else. I won't release, release a video like that on my platform. I believe it, uh, you know, makes everybody look bad doing that. So that sh should have stayed in, uh, you know, club's hands. But people, they, I'm not used to it where clubs, they used, everybody in there were men. They didn't try pushing shit out the outside. Uh, so that's where I think about that. Uh, now, what with Bobby D and the paperwork and this allegation, because he's probably, uh, they're going to probably come back and say, well, wait a second here. Uh, you're talking about my case when the subject should be on you. Uh, and the reason why that you were put out bad is what I'm hearing is the money issue. And everybody, you talked about that a little bit on what's it called? Uh, American, American Cholo. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy uh, to, yeah, and I said again, that on my first Dave, hold on. So many, uh, silence that Mongol nation GTA. This ain't a game. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It's just somebody's acting like the Mongols in there. Okay. Um, so, you, you, uh, fuck, what was it? You, you made me lose my train of thought. Some are going to say uh, that you're using this against Bobby D, the hide oh, up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. No, pff, come on. Let's keep it real here. So, they try to use, I said this on American Cholo, the first one, okay? I mm -hmm. said, if the snitch card ain't going to work, the money, the money thing will come into play. I brought all the books and records, my books and records that I was obligated to pay every month, the fines, the lawyers, fucking the, all the transcripts, everything, because I was the representative for the Mongols Motorcycle Club. I have every receipt for me, and I brought on American Cholo. That's what I'm, I was on the hook for every month. And then whatever money that I can get reimbursed for lodging and, and, and plane tickets and rental cars and everything else. Though there's so much shit. They, they want to bring all that up, but they mm -hmm. don't want to give me my damn court to rebuttal or show proof. Why not? Right. Because well, there's that's, other people that touch the money. This is your Other people that touch the money. Other people that touch the money, not just me. Mm -hmm. Other people touch now couldn't come. involved in that. No, he he never did any of that. He he was a national sergeant at arms. He wasn't anything to do. You have a treasurer and a secretary, and they all have their duties. And mm. I think we're getting off track again. And I addressed the issue. Give me give me my damn court due process. I I have every book and record. See, this is a problem with their with their sloppy uh, bookkeeping. And you know, I I feel a little bit guilty about it too. But they have all this money coming in, but they don't show where it's going. You get me? Like there's mm. no checks and balances. 
Right. I mean, that's it's what like they're a, seeing. That's what they're telling brothers. Well, yeah, like the room, you know, like whatever people are saying. Huh? Like, like I said, like most, like the money is being tracked. I don't know how it's being tracked, but it's showing, like, let's say a certain amount of money per month. And then now that I think the rumor is saying that now that you're gone, the monies have gone up tremendously. Like, where is yeah. that money coming from? It's like if I own a if I own a gym, right? Have a thousand members paying a hundred bucks a month, you get steady income. Right. And then out of nowhere, you get this big jump. And like technically, mon- money shouldn't be changing that drastically per month like over a month. I mean, I, I think that's the word I heard, I, you know. Yeah, and it hasn't. It hasn't. The The bills that we paid out every month uh, was, they, they, everything was accounted for. It was, it was never an issue. I, all of a sudden, 13 years later, there's a, there's an issue with money. Mm-hmm. When that don't stick, what, what are they going to put on me now? You know what I mean? Well, that's important. It's easy, yeah, it's easy to smut. No, it's easy to smut people. And, uh, and, and and say things about them without them being present. That's like me talking shit about you and you're not there to defend yourself and you're going to keep taking it. You get me? Well, I believe everybody needs to get their side of the story. One of our main things on this platform is to get both sides of the story out. Uh, that's one thing I believe in. Uh, that's why the hard questions are coming because then you guys can go and say, Hey, go look at uh, the video. He answered this for you guys, even though this shouldn't be any of you guys' fucking business, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, this is, you know, the reason why Dave came on the platform was to give his side of the story, uh, to this business. And we're just trying to connect, uh, what Dave said about, uh, bobby d and what bobby d is saying it because it kind of looks like it's coming just down to two guys this whole thing it looked well, like somebody about, uh, i'm it looks like uh this whole mess is coming down to two sides one being bobby d uh where you're claiming that he was using the video to take you out and then you're coming back and say oh wait a second here uh, we got this paperwork, which the paperwork, if you look at it from a street view, uh, yeah, if you look at it from a street view, it wouldn't, uh, you know, wouldn't have been that good here in Chicago, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, you it's can, in, it's not good in Cal either. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I can only speak towards the Chicago and what would have happened, you know, like I said, with the video and then this, it's, uh, it, 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 Chicago, we call it shy rock for reasons, what I could say, uh, right, but right. it seems like it all revolves around money here. And I think the lesson a lot of clubs should learn is you need to follow your you know, the bylaws to the T where this kind of stuff and, you know, everybody's supposed to be brothers. One thing I don't understand is you'll break bread with each other. And next thing you know, everything's going to hell. Right. And is it a power trip? I mean, for some people it could be, and I can't speak on whoever's on top right now, but I, I feel like I got done dirty and I got played dirty and it's just all bad. It's just like, and now, you know, come on, they're making other allegations. Now I got, I got so much dirt on everybody in that cabinet. It's, it's ridiculous. But you know what? I'm not here to air it out when they give me my day in court one day. And if they don't, so be it. And if the cabinet has to change and I have to wait, I'm, I'm patient. Is there uh, any way for you to... Uh... <laughs> 
go up to the mother chapter, walk up the door and say, hey, give me my day. Yeah, I've already tried that. It's they they they, they don't want to give it to me. And now they're even more not because I'm, I'm, you know, smutting them up in a platform. I'm not smutting them up. I'm not airing it out. I'm not disrespecting my club or saying disparaging comments about anybody other than people that have it coming. Mm -hmm. That didn't Hello. give me a fair shake. So now I'm going to put it out there. What am I going to just keep keeping quiet? I'm guilty if I stay right. quiet. Look at what happened. I took a week and a half, almost two weeks to do American Cholo, and everybody wanted to kill me. And then when I gave him the info and we brought it all to the table, now shit made sense. So mm. I can't keep staying quiet. I mean, I will after this, mm. per se, but I'll be patiently that waiting. Because, I, I, like I said, the club's been through enough. The club's been through enough. And I don't want to keep putting it out there. Like I said, the club as a whole is great. I love this club. But it's just the people managing it right now ain't doing the right things. Mm. Ain't making the right choices. Now, we're those I'm worried about our case. Were those people voted in by the membership or did they just move no. up? No. What happened was, see, this is the thing that people fail to understand and, 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 and see, is that they're appointed, appointed because everybody stepped up the ladder one. Mm -hmm. And I was elected. I was elected 13 consecutive years every year, year after year. I must have been doing something right. And if I was doing something that dirty, you don't think, 600 guys would have noticed by now 500 guys would have noticed my cabinet would have noticed come on this mm. is a cheap shot to take me down to keep you know putting pressure on everybody oh he stole money now oh, i thought i was a rat now i stole money come on fucking yeah, make up you, your minds and then you huh? also uh, and I, I know rumors saying that you didn't give other people a day in court when they brought up stuff about the money or something but did you put them through a process like you're talking about or Bro, let me tell you, and I feel like, again, we're reliving and rehashing everything I said American Cholo. I gave everybody a fair day in court. Nobody, everybody got their process. And not one brother that could say they got thrown out for not, nothing that they didn't do themselves. I don't throw people out. And the way it works is you have a committee and you come in in front of the committee and we, they all vote. I don't vote. I stay out of it. Ask anybody. I never vote on these meetings because I want to be fair and impartial. And I don't want anybody to tell, oh, I didn't. I got a raw deal. Nobody got a fucking raw deal. You fucked up and did some dumb shit and got thrown out yourself. I don't throw nobody out. They throw themselves out. Mm. And at least now, I give them the due process. I gave them the day in court. I gave it to now, them always. I wanted to go back to this uh, paperwork here because we're, we're kind of getting off track here. Super uh, off track. <laughs> uh, now, one of the deals... And I just got an email here. Uh, okay. Uh, the guy involved uh, just said that the case is uh, ongoing. Uh, he doesn't feel that Bobby D did anything wrong. He didn't put him in jeopardy. <laughs> okay. And that, I, I can't say his name now that I know that uh, the case is definitely ongoing. Uh, but it's that's not ongoing. Somebody's telling you that it's not ongoing. It's been adjudicated. It's done. It's a wrap. He got out of prison and he's finished with parole. So whoever's chiming in or telling you that they're then, that it's him, it's not him. Trust me. Mm -hmm. All right. So anyway, back to this thing. Uh, actually. God damn, there's a lot of shit here. 
Hold on, I'm trying to spread down the, the checks right now. Now it says in here that he would cash it at a liquor store. You there? Hello? Hello? Did he, you. can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Can you hear me, Dave? Yeah, I can't hear Dave. Oh, there we go. Can you see? Yeah. Do you mute hmm. yourself? <laughs> okay. I'm just wondering if I he can hear me. I can't connect him bad. Can you guys hear me? Uh, can yeah, hear we you. can hear you now. Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear right. you. Out of all the paperwork here How do you do this shit? that we got. <laughs> You're like me with uh, technology, unless uh, my son uh, sets it up. Uh, out of all this thing here, besides not meeting with a club lawyer and stuff like that at the time, what's the most damaging thing that you should take out of this? Hey. Yeah, you can hear me? I, I can't get on. Can Hold you, on you could see me, but you can't hear me, huh? No, we can hear you now. I can hear you. Can you hear me? No, I'm on my other phone. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, you can hear me? Yeah. Oh, I can. Okay. Should I hang up on you on this and go back to this? Yeah. All right. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. I don't hear you. You don't hear me? I think his internet's pretty bad. Uh, I don't know while what the fuck is going on? I can't hear him. Can you hear me? Yeah, Are I can hear you, Dave. Yeah, we're here. Fuck! I don't know how to do this, man. Fuck! How come I can't hear him? No, I'm good. Yeah, we hear you loud and clear. Yeah, so it's, no, um, there, 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 there. I hear you. Now. I hear you now. Sorry. Back your, 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 we were hearing you, but for some reason, you weren't hearing us. Your earbud ain't dying, is it? Okay. Okay. Sorry. Where were we at? Where were we at? I'm sorry. <laughs> what is the most damaging thing that uh, you find in the paperwork besides him not uh, sitting with a club lawyer and? Uh, Letting the club brother be next to him. Well, I mean, okay, first of all, you guys had talked talk to me about, okay, this is apples and oranges compared to the way I talk to, you know, Sakoni or whatever. You're actually, this is an ongoing case at the time. It's 07, 08, and 2018. And you're sitting down with two federal agents. And not only are you sitting down, you have another person next to you. It's your dad. And you guys are basically cooperating on questions that, Dude, if you wouldn't have said nothing, nobody would have got indicted. Well, I always believed, and I was taught from the old boys, that name, uh, uh, social security number, shut the fuck up. I want a lawyer. That was the way it was taught to me. Uh, we really never talked to the cops. You know, we didn't. You know, if you're you, you, 
put it in the aspect with street rules. If you were in there more than five minutes, we knew you were talking about some shit. Uh, But while you have any uh, questions. No, I mean, I I don't a lot of times the questions I ask, like like he says, playing devil's advocate, because, of course, I hear things uh, from emails to phone calls to something. Uh, and that's why when I bring things up, same thing with the money, same thing with uh, giving other people due process, uh, same thing with uh, you, you know, supposedly getting uh, arrested with a gun, but nothing happened to you walking out the next day. I mean, these are just things that just pop up. So I was throwing it out there in case because there's about a thousand people uh, watching live. So then probably half the people probably didn't even watch American Cholo or anything. Um, yeah, it's kind of a recap. Yeah. Oh, OK, yeah. OK. I, I, I see I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. That makes sense. And you're right. A lot of people didn't listen, probably didn't listen to, but it's been kind of like a trail, like, you know, and people have been following. We're we're a biker station. All the bikers are listening right now. And like he said, they probably didn't watch American Cholo because they're not. They're not a biking. uh, They're not a bikers. Yeah. They're not bikers. Yeah. They're more street street guys. Yeah. Now, uh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I kind of jealous you could have came over to my platform first, but you went to them. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I was a little sore with you at first because you didn't do no fact finding at first. So, you know, it, it shit happens. It is well, what you it know is. What? And you were a gentleman and retracted it. Let's talk about that. And uh, one thing I was always taught was when a patch member talked to you, their word was gold. And I got some misinformation and I have to apologize for that. When I'm wrong, I believe that you come out, you face the music, you take what you got to take and you move on, you recalibrate, you don't sit and try to hide, uh, what you're doing, what you said. I just don't believe in that stuff. And that's what makes a lot of people watch my platform because they know when I'm wrong, I'll come up and say I'm fucking wrong. Uh, Right. So I understand why you wouldn't come on there, but another bl- biker platform or stuff. But Wild on Two was, was right that these are bikers in this room right now. Uh, a lot of club members right. uh, from all different clubs are in here. So they didn't hear some of the stuff that right. we were talking about. And one person, uh, he was a little confused. He was wondering uh, why the books for the money was with you instead of with the treasurer. No. Wasn't with me. Only shit that I was obligated for to pay the fines. I'm the representative. I'm the one who filled out the probationary report every month. I had to go to Santa Ana Federal Courthouse, drop off the cashier's check. I had a lot to do with it. It was checks and balances with my brothers. Three people. Would you need six people now? Would you need eight people now to watch the books? Three people is ample. Three people is more than a- Now, these guys no. don't know what the... And don't I don't know what the fines are about. That was from the patch case. You guys yeah. don't know what the patch. Yes. Is. You got to le- you got to learn about it. Yeah, the patch case, uh we were convicted on two counts of RICO and each count uh each fine on each count was $250,000. So you're talking about a half a million dollars that we're already halfway through paying. So that's halfway. why I laugh. So there's a Yeah. There's a lot of money coming in. Yeah, man. we are halfway paying. It's been two and a half years. Right. There's a lot of money coming in. Well, you have to pay the fines. You have to pay the lawyers. You have to pay the transcripts. You have to pay to ship for the court, all the appellate stuff, all the 
all the briefs that they've got to put in, everything costs money. So that could basically, so you're saying why, well, you know, we had to pay all this. That's why there was only, what did they say? 12,000 left in the bank. Come on, bro. Come on. Come on. There's only 12,000 left. I'm not there again to defend or. or No, I'm asking, well, could could the fines of what led to. Because you guys have to pay a half a million freaking they, they, they say that big you ones. Know. No, there's no, there's no way there was that much left. Yeah, I, I can't answer that quick because I'm not the treasurer. I'm the international president. I'm not the secretary. You know, I help out picking up patches. I did a lot of grunt work. I picked up T-shirts, had them folded. I did it every. I, I, I wore many hats in this club, and I took care of a lot of stuff, grunt work that prospects would, would should be doing. But I'm a humble guy. I don't care. So what they're saying, like, it's okay, a thankless job. It's a thankless job. But then again, why would I be holding the books for the for the patches for whatever else that they take in? That's not that's not my job title. You got to ask them. That's not my mm-hmm. job title. And th- those are my books to keep. There's a lot of books, and not one of them they could show where the money was going. Now all they did was show where it was coming in. So the I books only books showed what was coming in, coming in but not going out. I have them, every single one of them. Well. On their end, not nothing to do with me. Mm. Nothing to do with me. And, that, and so, Again, I'm not. The, you know, like I said, the things they say went straight to like your P.O. box or something and things in your name. But you, did you have something that was just your P.O. box or was that a rumor? Or? It's the club P.O. box. If you look at the address for any club correspondence, it's the Citrus address. It's the one the club had, had for 10, 11, 12 years. Um, uh, the secretary and the treasurer have their own as well. Mm-hmm. You get me? So it's not just, obviously you're talking to people that were in that meeting and a lot of misinformation, bad information to dump on me. And I know what meeting you're talking about. Cause all the same questions that came up that day and the same lies came up for people's mouths. Well, that's why to... you want to give you the chance to address it because yeah have... and i appreciate it and i'm glad i'm glad you're addressing these questions because it's full transparency on my part it's just like i'm glad yeah there's this is what i mean we're a really organized um we're a really organized club and we have a lot of things in play i mean every month we're, we're just doing shit. it's like a wet oil machine mm. Now that I'm out of the picture, shit's in disarray. Right. And they're just trying to get back on their feet. Mm. Well, it's just kind of, uh, you know, disheartening to myself because the Mongols go all the way back to the 60s and they have grown so exponentially and they got such a reputation within the club scene that something like this, you know, you know, I'm not going to put it in club terms, but street terms could re- show real weakness where people can get hurt. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's the only thing that I'm really disappointed on because the way it was handled, my life is at stake. It's in jeopardy and my character's in question. And that was unfair for me to put in 13 years as their international president for it to end that way because of some person's uh maybe being envious or want to climb the ladder or whatever, politicking or whatever. It was just handled not the way we are, not the norm. You know what I mean? It's It was just handled incorrectly. And it was because this guy that has a case uh, that he cooperated on had an ax to grind with me. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I always treated him nothing but love and respect towards it. 
look, and I don't want to throw out a bunch of business, but there was a lot of, lot of shit going on in my cabinet. A lot of motherfucking going around, motherfucking going around uh, between a couple of two, three guys in my chapter. And I had to put an end to it. I wasn't in the right state of mind to be dealing with dumb shit and shit that yeah. didn't have to do with our club. And it's just, I could go on all night about it, but like I said, I'm not putting my as an I, out as there. As an IP, are you disappointed you didn't catch this play? You know what? Right? I I have a little bit of blame to, about, about the situation. Maybe I could have it a little different, and that's why this brother was disgruntled, two of them actually, and why they played against me to bury me. Uh, and they have their own issues, and I dismissed them, and maybe he got a little hurt that I didn't address it like I should have, but... I just think at the time we're fighting for our patch and doing everything else and the infighting within our chapter shouldn't have, shouldn't have been happening. And I, I put a stop to it. Maybe I should have handled it a little differently, a little differently. I don't know. I mean, shoulda, coulda, woulda. I don't know. I mean, fuck, I try to make the best decisions the best in the best interest of the club, but sometimes it doesn't always go that way. Maybe somebody doesn't agree with me. I don't know. That's why we always have a lot of people involved in decision-making. So it's mm. fair and impartial and objective as it could be. But sometimes it just doesn't know. It's, it's not a perfect world, bro. We're the fucking in an outlaw motorcycle club. And our reputation has been impeccable across the board. You know, I've, you know, there's, I could sit down with some, with my enemies. I'm not going to say who they are, but we could have sat down and there's an honor amongst thieves. We sit down, hash things out. And if we agree to disagree, it, it, it gets handled later down the road. But, you know, everybody has a safe passage in and out when we have these sit downs. That's why I don't understand why they won't give me a fucking sit down or respect due to me and give me my due process. This is silly. It's not the way we do things. Hey, Wild On, can you uh, take a second? Man, I got a, this is uh, that guy on that phone. Go ahead. Well, I guess he was telling me to take a second and stuff like that. So yeah, like, and, like we're talking about like American Cholo and like, uh, I know it's kind of probably sucks for you to be repeating a lot of things, but like, honestly, I didn't even fucking know about american cholo until people start saying asking me did you watch that so that's why i'm going over a lot of things like you said you know we all hear things a lot of different things and then uh, of course from different past and stuff and and things that you know you can get uh, upset about but it's one of the things like i bring out because i'm you know be honest about shit to a point right i mean there's rumors that can go endless and endless about stuff and that's why you know you're here to defend things and there's some things that will be really hard to defend uh and there's things that you can if you can you can uh, but right. That, that, and that's why ultimately, I mean, because of course, you know, they'll be hearing all these you know, it, rumors from sleeping with old ladies to different addictions to this and that. And, you know, well, and, this what is, I, yeah, what I this think we should do is end it right here uh, because we're rehashing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just got to yeah, call. Bro, we're not Boy Scouts. We're not Boy Scouts. Yeah. We're in the Outlaw Motorcycle Club. I just got a. I just got a call from that guy in the paperwork. He wants to have a conversation uh, with me about all this stuff. Uh, that'd be another uh, show on this. Uh, but I wanted to really ask the hard questions, the real uh, hard follow-ups. That way, little Dave. Uh, I guess it's kind of holding court in the public, which it shouldn't have happened like that. Uh, I agree. I agree. Hopefully everybody, you know, can let the Mongols take care of their business and everybody, you know, deal with this inside because, you know, my platform is pretty big. Then it's going to be uh, 
other platforms are going to pick it up and it's just going to keep going on. One of the things I don't want to see is somebody get hurt. Uh, I don't want to see anybody get hurt on the streets uh, because they're perceiving one club as weak or even uh, with the guys talking right now, there don't need to be any of that stuff. And that has to be put out on the video. Uh, there ain't no reason to sit down at the table, talk like men is what I always believed. What do you got? You got anything final to say, Wild on? No, no, that, it, it's great that uh, to have him on. I don't know if he froze, if he's still there or not. Mm. Still there, little Dave? I think he froze for a second. I lost you guys again. Uh, <laughs> you, you hear us? It's that California, me? man. It's that smog out there. Can you can hear me? Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I see can hear you. you. Yeah. Well, I was I just saying that I don't want to that connection. I just wanted to say I don't want to see anybody hurt from all this stuff because, uh, you know, clubs out there, they might perceive one club as weaker. And, you know, we have to be honest, this kind of stuff does make a club look uh, weak. Uh, but one final uh, question that I have is coming from uh, the chat room. And that was Angel, uh, do IPs take a, uh, a salary? No. Never. It's a thankless job. I put okay. money out of my pocket many times. Bro, let me tell you something about me. And any, and anybody, any of my club brothers will attest to this, okay? When we go to rallies and we go to parking lots and there's $10 a bike, I always put the money out. Whether I get it from the club back or not, I always pay whatever fees and give it back to our club. When we go to bars, we pick up the tabs. When we go to dinner, we pick up the tabs. There's so much money that goes out. That's why I that's why I, I laugh at this. It's like they're making all these allegations and have nothing to support it with. If they did, they would have already brought it up with paperwork and they don't have they don't have it because there's nothing out there. Mm. I've been a I've been above board and transparent this whole time I've been the president. So for them to say you that answered come hard, on. you answered hard questions. So uh I have to. You got anything left, uh, Wild on too? Before no, I let no, just like you said, you know, I, I don't want to see people get hurt. I had mad respect for uh, the Mongo Nation. Everyone I've ever met from chapters in Texas to Florida have been nothing but nice to me. And uh, you know, it's things that you hate seeing, uh, and you really do. And I, I wish things could be handled uh, interior, you know, inside itself. So then you have a, it's more of a creative a spectacle from people that don't know about the club business and no one should know too much about club business, but it gets out there. Right. And, and then, um, it, then it's all hearsay. And at the end of the day, it's, uh, like I said, it's just sad to see to a, a point for people that have been in the biking community, MC community. Mm -hmm. Well, on a good note, how's the, the business going? Uh, you know, cause Dave's in business for himself. You know, I think a lot of bikers should get in, uh, with their uh, own business and stuff, but uh, you know, how's the business going and all that? It, everything's going good. Like I said, I'm I'm back focused again. I'm grounded. I'm just moving forward, and uh, I just want to say this to my club that I don't I didn't come on here to disrespect the Mongol Nation. I grew up half my life. If I've been in this club, I'm 51. I've been in this club 25 years, so it's half my life. I'm not gonna sit here and shit on my own club. 
but I'm a little upset that the way it's handled and it continues to be handled, but that's just the administration doing it the way they want to do it and smutting me the way they want to smut me and not letting me have a voice and not letting me rebuttal all these false allegations. And I'm a man of integrity. You never have to question my integrity, man of my word. And a lot of clubs out there, they love and support me and the club because of how we've treated them with nothing but respect on the streets in different states, cities, and countries. So yeah, we have hiccups and we get our bumps in the road. It's an outlaw motorcycle club. And for people to say, hey, you fucking doing threesomes or doing dope or drinking too much or whatever, come on, bro, fucking outlaw motorcycle club. We ain't the fucking Boy Scouts. We're gonna do some fucking we're gonna What's do wrong some, with threesomes? We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna do some <laughs> we're gonna do some debauchery shit. You know what I mean? Uh, um I'm not trying to excuse motherfuckers wanna cast stones in a glass house like come on bro a fucking rock star rock uh rock star lifestyle you guys know come mm. on um no, uh, we settled down well, over the years i, I, still, want, I years. still want to know what's wrong with threesomes dude I, you know i remember yeah, so in I our time know. dude we we'd be sharing fi 15 guys would be sharing a freaking rod but uh yeah <laughs> that's a pass around that's a pass around that's how you get your uh, you, wings. I mean, are you were you able to uh, work things out with your wife because you got your uh, addiction under control? Is the family you know doing? Um, you know what? I take everything day by day, and I'm in a good headspace right now, and I've been really super focused this last week or two. My hands getting better every day. You know, training again and just doing me and just you know, I just I'm. Just trying to focus on myself and like i said if nothing happens and i stay out i'm good with it i gave this club 25 years i i was a soldier i was their p um nothing but mad love and respect for all my brothers and please don't take this the wrong way like i'm i'm shitting on the club i'm not i just want to reiterate that and i know there's a lot of brothers that love and respect me and you know i'm not going to mention names or do anything but you know i'm in close contact with everybody i know everything that's going on whether they want to believe it or not and uh you know until until the wheels fall off that's our saying so i'm be a mongol till i die i have all my patches i have all my vests dirty and new so whatever whatever <laughs> well, they want to say the club, their... uh, takes, uh, hopefully the club takes a close look at this paperwork uh and yeah i want them to you know and see if things can come together but uh you guys have uh, been around a long time nothing but respect for uh the mongol yeah. and uh you know hopefully it goes back inside but you know that's what i got for now guys you can download this paperwork again uh in my description box uh if there's any other questions i'm sure i can email them to uh little dave and uh, might be uh, able to get back, but it looks like he wants to get on with his life now and, uh, you know, get into recovery and stuff. Yeah, you know what? The uh, the papers, paperwork speaks for itself. I'm not going to keep sitting here smutting anybody up. You know what? You made your bed in it. Um, you know, I've always taken my medicine. The dude on this paperwork took his medicine. Uh, some Some people are stand-up guys. There's you know, some people aren't, you know, and you know the consequences to your actions. And, is that a California you know, thing, man? Is that a California thing where you say you got to take your medicine? I yeah. It's as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What do you say in Chi-Town? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Take your medicine. Like some, you know, you don't want to take medicine. It's bitter. 
Yeah, it's right. a Cali thing, you know? Do the right thing. Be a stand-up guy. Well, you know, and I respect this dude, this dude, this dude who's on this defendant that took his medicine. I, I respect him, man. He 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 didn't say shit. Yeah, he was culpable, obviously, because of his, you know, his participation and actions in this whole indictment, the starting indictment, but at the end of the day, oh fuck, my hat's off to him. My hat's mm -hmm. off to him. And he could have easily you know, shoe could have been on the other foot, so whatever. Rock and roll. But That's what I got. Thank you and thank you for yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me, and you know, um, you ain't gonna hear a peep out of me for a while. I mean, I just, I'm done. I'm tired. This has been exhausting doing two podcasts, you know, every other week, and I just, I'm done with it. Like, if the club wants to, uh, you know, make put some shit in play, or, you know, put it in play. If not, fuck, I'll see you when I see you. And that's it. I'm good. I'm I'm so good right now. Rock and roll, man. We appreciate you having on the show, uh, little Dave. Uh, we're gonna go into our after show right now with uh, okay, little Dave. Uh, any questions? Get a hold of me. It's been great uh, hearing from you on these issues. Uh, rock and roll. You be safe. All right. Cool. Thank you. Okay, our after show right now, and uh, I just wanted to get Wild on Two's uh, viewpoints on some of this type uh, stuff that we've been talking about here. Well, I mean, ultimately, like I said, I, I come looking toward as a third person, trying to be not knowing what I heard from the past. Uh, and, of course, just like some people say, in the, you know, when he said eye for an eye, you know, of course, some people might say, well, basically ratting for, you know, rat to rat type of thing. Everybody has their defenses. You know, he might be feeling like his character's under play and he feels like he has to, you know, defend his character, which is huge for a lot of people and, and their work. Um, you know, just like when you hear a lot of things regarding uh, the monies and everything. And of course, I mean, if a person can try to back it up and show like, you know, do an audit, back things up to a point. Uh, but ultimately, uh, like everything I hope uh, gets can be t handled internally and uh, be put to rest to a point, you know? Right. Well, you make a good point. I wish it, uh, hopefully, uh, little Dave said it was uh, where he, he's getting sick of coming on the podcast and stuff. Hopefully he got what he wanted out of this uh, show where maybe that could put things to rest for both him and the club. Yeah, I mean, ultimately... I can go all night asking questions, but then I'm just gonna be badgering the guy, like what people are trying to do in the comment section. And, uh, you know, is that fair? Probably not, but that's what I'm here for to a point, um, is to hear some, some things answered that people are asking. Um, mm -hmm. and some things that if you look up any type of arrest, nothing pops up, but then, you know, you hear the felon things. A lot of times I'm like, well, a lot of things don't make sense, but it's not for me to make sense. Ultimately, mm -hmm. it's not for me to make sense. It's for, their side to be uh i won't be getting anybody else on i don't want to uh keep this moving uh i got other things that i want to do uh again uh you know like i said during the interview i was rash in a decision because i took a word of somebody and uh you know the apologies go out to little dave on that that was a schmuck move i should have done both sides of the story on that yeah uh that's why i think it's so important to have you know the tough questions the tough uh reactions uh 
to those questions with the follow-ups and have them answered. Uh, but in the ending, this ain't none of our business, guys. Uh, I believe that something like this should uh, you know, stay internally, and we should all step out of it and go ride our freaking motorcycles. Yeah, yeah just that when some people like it, you know, like he said, he might have handled some things uh, incorrectly and putting anything out there when you kind of make it public is like you if you want something private, you know, make it private to a point. Once you put it public, everybody. Well, once it goes public, uh, you know, you're going to have uh, insane throttle biker news pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what we do is we, you know, we're the news and we're going to pick it up and it's going to go from there. Uh, because it's now in the public sector. And when I do have guests on, you guys might have heard me talk about LexisNexis. I do do the background work on what I'm about to do. And a lot of tough questions come from that uh, type of deal. Yeah, is I mean, how, you know, find out. And then we had, uh, I'm going to, you know, be talking. Uh, you there? Yeah, no, I'm here. Okay, I lost track. <laughs> Let's just be uh, tracking here. Everybody's going to have their own opinion on this. Everybody's going to have their own opinion. And that's why it's very subjective. Even talking protocols and everything, everybody's different about it, what they're going to see. And uh, no one's going to totally agree 100% on anything. You're going to have like 50% that'll say one thing, 50% will say another. And that's why I try to, that's why my channel, I'm trying to change things a little bit about politics and uh, starting that new, um, you know, following uh, motorcycle clubs to events and uh, showing what the real everyday thing is um, the rides, uh, the family gatherings, the barbecues, some events. Um, and that's what I'm going to start doing in my channel more to kind of promote more of the good parts, which is the majority is the good parts. What you hear in the news and what we talk about sometimes uh, is more of a little bit of the negatives. It could be a few percentages, but it, it looks like a big thing when we talk about it. Right, right. And, you know, 99%, like they say, is independent bikers. Uh, it's a great lifestyle. And, you guys, you know, we talk about there is some hardcore politics within clubs, within the club scene. And, unfortunately, it has, to, you know, that's the way it is. Well, yeah. I believe when you break bread with somebody, you break bread. You're supposed to be blood. You're supposed to be there uh, to back them, to cry with them, to bleed with them. And sometimes that just ain't the case, you know. It really isn't. But like all clubs have problems. It's just like a regular uh, family, right? You're, even if you have five brothers, a big family, you're not going to – it doesn't mean you're going to love every brother. You might have – you might hate them to a point, be annoyed by them, but when shit hits the fan, you're going to back them up because uh, they're your family and not yeah. it's not a perfect world a lot of people look at these mcs and they picture this wonderful rainbow uh and but no it's not all rainbows but at the end of the day it's a when there's a real strong brotherhood they'll feel it and there's not going to be ups and downs but they'll do anything for that club and that's what people don't understand it's not always perfect and it's hurt feelings it really is uh you know because when something like this goes south you know, you're like, oh, shit, what the hell? You know what I mean? And it's human nature to want to jump back at somebody. Uh, but the paperwork is there. There's a lot of information in that paperwork. Uh, it's not for me to decide. The club, I'm sure, is hearing this right now. Uh, they're going to have to take the paperwork. If they need fresh copies, they can uh, 
get it in the uh, description box of this video. Download it. Look it over yourself. I have no pony in the game. Uh, we're just reporting on it, me and Wild On too. Yeah, that's all it is. And like you said, asking any hard questions, and he can feel, you know, he can be the nicest guy in the world, and I can enjoy talking to him and everything, but we have to ask these questions. I don't care if he gets mad. You know, it's like one of those things that you're on here, and I'll be respectful about things. Uh, same as you, you know, it's just presenting in a certain way. And, uh, you know, I can see how sometimes someone gets defensive, like, you know, he might – Plus rehashing things too, right? You get tired of rehashing something over and over again. Mm. Uh, so it's, um, like I said, it's, it's something I was glad that he can try to get on here and um, bring what he had, I guess, and present any and answer the hard questions and give his statement to what people are talking about. There you go, guys. That is the after show. I want to thank uh, our guest, Little Dave, for being on. My co-host from the pre-party, uh, Wild On 2. Our pre-party uh, is on Sundays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Have some great independent guests out there. I want to thank uh, moderators uh, for helping us out uh, in the chat. I know this is an emotional subject for everybody to watch. Uh, where are we going to be on uh, Sunday? Is it going to be your channel or Bryce? It's going to be Bryce, and I think he's going to have uh, Moto Blonde. Who? Oh, is, uh, we're going to have Moto Blonde on. Yeah, Moto Blonde. She's a Moto blogger, Instagrammer, uh, you know, great content out. And it, it kind of changes things up. You see us ugly guys all the time. So now you get a pretty girl on there probably. And, uh, no, it's not just to say, girl, there, there's women bikers, and there's uh, it's just showing that there's more than just us guys out there. And the right. way things are changing and promoting the bike scene, there's a lot of women out there, uh, independents, obviously, clubs out there, and they don't really get their word out too much. They get the Instagram pictures out a lot more, uh, but sometimes people don't even notice that there's, like, awesome content creators uh, out there, and they put out some great videos. Rock and roll, man. I'll see you this weekend, uh, Wild On 2. You got it. Everybody, thank you for joining, and I do appreciate all the comment section. Don't forget to subscribe, guys. Subscribe to my channel. Subscribe to Wild On 2's channel. And thanks for all the donations. I didn't get to say that while you were uh, in there, uh, but I really appreciate it. Uh, you'll get all kinds of news every morning here on uh, Insane Throttle. Uh, and get over to that Moto Vlog site of Wild On 2's. You'll enjoy it. Thank you. Bye, buddy. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.